I'm Delta Work, and it's time for Very Scary Delta, where it's Halloween all month long. Today on the show, I talk about ghost shits. I welcome the king of all drag kings, Landon Sider. I open listener and viewer mail, but do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Do you love black cats like me? Do you write spells in your diary like me? Do you go to the dark side like me? Do you wear Poison by Christian Dior only during Halloween like me? Are you a grave robber like me? Are you the key master like me? Well, if you are, then you must be Very Scary Delta. Very Scary Delta Halloween Worktacular. Hi, I'm Delta Work, and welcome to Very Scary Delta. Very Scary Delta is a podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite interesting people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is a show for the woman who is wild about Joan Wilder. I'm excited about today's talk show, but first, I want to get into a few things that are Very Delta. Go off. You know what it's time to talk about? It's time to talk about ghost shits. Do you know what a ghost shit is? You may not know the term, but I bet you've experienced it before. What happens is sometimes I'll think like, wow, I think it's time to have like a really successful bowel movement. Like I think this is going to be a really, really good one. And I'll go to the bathroom phone's fully charged. I know that there's like the wipies are there, even though you're not supposed to flush your wipies. Like I'm going to flush them anyway. I live in an apartment. It's not my responsibility. I don't give a shit, but I do give a ghost shit. I will start doing my business. Everything will feel great. I'll feel like, wow, I'm so accomplished. Like this is really when my system is at its best like whatever I've eaten in the past day which you know could be anything from a yogurt to then later Taco Bell whatever it is you know I feel like I found it I found like exactly what it is that my system agrees with because you know I've been treating my body horribly for 46 years and I think what happens is like just I'm built like with steel inside. It somehow sort of turned itself, kind of like when something starts rusting over and it just gets kind of ugly, but then really delicious water will come out of it. Like a gross hose, like you drink out of a gross hose when you're a kid and you're like, ooh, this this looks ugly, but the water tastes so cold and so clean. I feel like that's what's happened to my inside. So I finish up and I go to flush the toilet and there's nothing in the toilet. And... I'm confused because I wonder if here's here was where my question is. Initially, I think this was so successful that this bowel movement glides out of my body into the water, goes into that like hole that sucks away the waste. Right. And it just slid right through. Like maybe there was so much energy and power in my body that it did that. It's not that it's not there. It's that it was there, but it escaped. Like it it worked in conjunction. It was like symbiotic. Like it just, it like went like that. Do you see it? Like all in one. But then I realized, well, wait a minute. That couldn't have happened because there's now toilet tissue and wipes 
in the bowl and there's nothing on them. And where did the, where did the, I want to say a turd, but I mean, that's not very nice. Where did the fucking turd go? Like, where did it go? Like, it was, did it ever exist? It didn't exist. So what's happening in my body that is causing this? But what happens, too, is that sometimes you do actually have that bowel movement that you've been waiting on. And it is so extreme that when you get up, you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm so, like, you want the full experience. I want Bath and Body Works hand soap or the Myers. Like, I want my hands to smell fresh and be clean and I want like to dispose of my my towel. I want all of that experience because I know I'm going to be laying on my bed for, I'm going to say 40 to 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes, kind of mourning my loss because there's like a feeling of like emptiness. I feel so empty inside and so accomplished because that wasn't a ghost shit. That was a real, like there, there was a real loss that happened that I had been hanging on to and I had become used to for for a while and that's now gone i have to lay on the bed and i have to kind of think to myself like i should make use of this time to think about things i need to accomplish what i could do there's even been points where i have felt so hollow inside and i felt like i could smuggle drugs like i i there's enough room i felt like uh, not maybe not you know for the whole cartel but like i could move something on my own, like my own um, items, oh, whatever, from from anywhere, from another country, or even from this country, um, without anyone noticing. When I work places, I like to work places, and I like to be like a ghost. I like to show up like a ghost and leave like a ghost. I don't like to leave a mess anywhere. I don't like to. And that's, that's wow, actually, that's just coming to me now that Maybe that's why my body works that way, because I work that way professionally. I like to clean up my station, wipe it down fold up my chair. You know, I don't want to cause a problem for anyone. And I think my body inside has recognized that. That could be a thing. I don't know if your body has recognized you that way, but mine has. I also call them QS. You can call it QS. In the medical field, they call it QS. That means quantity sufficient. My mom was a nurse. I know this. She worked with elderly patients and they would have to put in the chart, you know, they would write in the chart, well, what happened with, you know, Mabel or whoever today? She ate her lunch. Uh, three quarters of her lunch was eaten. Um, she asked for uh, juice or whatever. Uh, bowel movements, QS, quantity sufficient, meaning, you know, it, maybe it wasn't like a full on. She didn't fully make mess, but she there was enough to know that whatever she had eaten the previous day or earlier that day was digesting. And so there wasn't an obstruction or anything like that. I don't think I have an obstruction. I think maybe I maybe I'm eating things that are just not they're just so fatty maybe or just so unhealthy that they just burn up in the air. Did you know that when you lose weight, you don't actually digest it and it doesn't like, you know, you don't like lose weight. Like a lot of people go weigh themselves and they're like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom before I weigh myself because, you know, that'll be less weight in my body. I'm going to go pee or whatever. No, they say that the, your weight loss comes out of your breath. This is real. This is a thing. This is... So I'm not a scientist, uh, not anymore, but I, I know things. And they say that's that's the way it happens. I Honestly, I would rather have a ghost shit than the ghost shit come out the other way, which would be like a ghost burp. I know I'm not a scientist, but I think there's something behind this. I think that there's something to what it is that you're consuming and why it looks like maybe you're consuming more, but less comes out because it's being utilized in a way or it's being broken down and it seemed like, 
kind of like when you eat a marshmallow and then you chew it and it's like there's nothing there. So maybe some of this food is the same way. And, and or maybe there. Anyway, I, I could talk about this forever. I'm not going to just because, you know, I don't want to make a big shit about it. But anyway, coming up, Landon Sider is here. I'm so excited. My very, very good friend Landon Sider is going to be on the couch talking about all of it. And plus, read me Delta. So we're excited about that as well. Do you want to see me take a break? Because I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited. This is the interview I have been waiting for. My very good friend, a legend in the community of impersonation, drag, art, high art, dancing, high quality romancing, all of it. My friend is here and your friend too. The one and only Mr. Landon Sider is here. Hello, hi. hi. The dancing part is the You're best part of that intro. You're yeah. a dancer. <laughs> sure. Yes, you are. I'm very known for my calisthenics. We are both known for <laughs> chair dancing. We do this. Oh, yes. My armography is very popular. Armography, yeah. handography, nailography. You're the you're the one that can give this. I do. Right? <laughs> my fingers, yes. We come from a dream girl family where we... Where we give you this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? The pantomime is real. It's and real. The, and the face region of dancing, for sure. Right. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. I know, I'm so happy. Landon and I have been doing drag forever together, but we also, there's things that we've done together that I can't say that I've necessarily done with other people. Landon and I used to drive together very frequently to yes. San Diego. And yes. if anybody knows, the drive to San Diego from LA County, or we're, we're both kind of in the Long Beach area, is entirely different than any other drive. Oh, for sure. If you leave 15 minutes this way or that way, what happens? Oh, you're stuck. It's like it completely triples your whole drive time. Yeah. For sure, hands down. Some of my favorite memories of my drag career are driving with you. Right. With our I, stupid conversations. Stupid Absolutely conversations. nonsense. Yeah. Well, what we also do is like, I love to hear songs because uh, I'll hear something and I'll go, this is the song that Landon needs to do. And it's like, well, what? 
because I don't know what, I'm not a drag king, so I'm like, I'm not gonna use that song. But then I always have these ideas and it's like, just because you have that idea doesn't mean I have that idea. It doesn't quite translate in my head right. the way it translates right. to yours. Because you, you have to think of wardrobe. Everything. You, how does it fit a storyline for a character? We're both very storyline driven mm -hmm. with our performances. So like, how does that even fit? But right. yeah, it's it's good to just kind of play along. Yeah. It's fun to play along. You do play along with Im my improv is uh, fun. idiosyncrasies. <laughs> yeah, idiosyncrasies, yeah. yes. Well, you also, I mean, like with these drives and with being with one another, you know, we've broken down and reassembled and broken down all of the ideas of gender and, and what our opinions are. Because, you know, we're both, uh, you're, you're 40 now, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and we're, so when we're at that age, we think about now the new life of drag and, um, you know, you've, you've won an entire franchise um, and you see the world through different eyes because you're a show producer. You, uh, and I've said this to people before, drag kings, obviously it's not a new thing, but it's not always been embraced by the drag king or female or drag queen female impersonator community. So you're someone that's had to be your own producer, your own cheerleader, your own actor, your own stylist. You've had to do everything with not a lot of people around you doing the same thing simultaneously. Yes? Correct. Very correct. Um, very fortunate that in the Southern California scene, I had a lot of support when I first started to perform. A lot of the queens saw my potential and kind of rallied and gave me opportunities and gave me stage time and um, were very generous with their knowledge. I would get to the gigs early and paint and watch you all paint and learn from you all and ask questions. And I learned about making headpieces from you. I asked you, you had something on. I'm like, how did you make that? Like, oh, yeah, a plastic bag and duct tape. And, of course, the, the process has evolved now with, sure. with different kinds of forms of making those things. But I literally still use that. And every time I make a headpiece, I think of you because you're Aww. the one who shared the information with me. I love that. But, yeah, it, it it was rough, but I mean that comes with everything. Every every self starting career is rough. It wasn't it wasn't easy for anyone. Um, <clears throat> misogyny is a big part of it in the queer community. It's it's very prevalent, and we're seeing an uptick again of gay men posting videos and tweets about not wanting wanting women in the gay bars. And mm -hmm. it's like, how are you still going back in time to that concept? Like we we belong there just as much. I understand the. The uh, back to the same bachelorette party conversation you have about bachelorette parties taking over queer spaces, which is another topic altogether. But just to be women not allowed in gay bars, it's right. it's, it's ridiculous that they're like being specific about lesbians, too, and calling out mm -hmm. the short haired ones. And you're like, how the fuck are you going to <laughs> be that gatekeeping still in 2022? Right. But yeah, it's it was hard. Yeah. But again, I had a very um, supportive supportive community around me that uh, enjoyed watching me blossom. Well, and, and, and being able to blossom alongside, I mean, I can remember, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story that I, I don't think I've ever really told, but I remember when I would sometimes, obviously things, I'll have things made for me, most of my stuff. Um, but then sometimes I'll buy stuff. And I remember being in the dressing room one time and I was like, Landon, what is wrong with this dress? Like, how is a woman supposed to wear this dress? Look at me. And like, it was open like this. And you were like, well, it's it's not going to fit you, right? Because it's the way that you're projecting your bust. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, my bust is like anybody else's bust. Like, it's just, it's bigger, but I mean, it's it fits in the dress. And it took you in drag as a drag king, but still with the knowledge of, having real breasts. Big breasts. Saying, mm -hmm. very big breasts, yeah. Saying, actually, 
the way that you're creating it is not the way the dress is designed for. It's designed for a teardrop-shaped breast, mm -hmm. a pendulous breast that somebody would have. Mm -hmm. You're pushing everything up. Right. And I remember that moment thinking like, well, I thought I knew it all because <laughs> all you have to do is just mimic. Right, yeah. But you don't know it all. Right, yeah. You're a big-breasted woman's breasts aren't going to be the nipples at where the armpit is. Exactly. They're going to be much exactly. lower than that. Yeah, gravity. It's, but it's, there is a bit of privilege in my thought of that, thinking like, I know what it's, all you have to do is this. Yeah. But it took me like going to someone who identifies as a woman uh, and saying, let me just show you why. And mm -hmm. this will help you. And it did help me. It made me realize all these things are going to have to be altered. Mm -hmm. There, You're not going to find one off the bat that's going to work. Right. That's how we blossom together, I feel like. Yeah. I blossom. Yes. You... <laughs> My ambiolic. My ambiolic blossom. <laughs> um, we had Tony, uh, Tony Medina on the show a while back, and we were talking about code switching. Oh, I knew we were going to talk about that today. I knew it. I, I, I do like we are totally going to talk about drive-thrus. We, we, we have to <laughs> I because I never knew that I was code switching until Landed pointed out. And I didn't know. I, I don't even think we used that term then. No. He was just like, you you know, you have your drive-thru voice. Uh -huh. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And you pointed it out. Yeah, we would be, because we would always stop for food, either on the way to the gig, after the gig, sometimes both, sometimes an extra one just for fun, because, you know, <laughs> we both love food. <laughs> and and Delta always drove. Um, it just, well, it was just, what was her request? She, yep. liked, she liked to drive. Yep. And so I was always, you know, stuck in the passenger seat, not having any responsibility. So she always did the ordering. And the moment we, that, Intercom, hey, how? What can I get you today? Your voice dropped two octaves. I, it got super it. straight sounding. And what what is a straight sounding voice? Obviously, but, yeah. but we know what that sounds like in the community. We definitely know. And it was a completely different voice. And it happened a couple times where I didn't really mention it because I didn't, you know, I'm not trying to call you out, make you feel uncomfortable about it. Right. But we got to a point where I was like, bitch, do you know what you sound and like? I, and I didn't know initially. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember like. I think the first time I was like, well, I ordered and I was like, yeah, okay. And I kind of like turned, looked and to do something. And I kind of looked at you and you were like, do you know what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like, it, I mean, it was so weird. Yeah. It was so weird to that moment. But two, we would drive to the gig and obviously we're painting at the gig. So you're just dressed normal. I'm just dressed, well, what we mean normal, meaning not in drag mm -hmm. or not. And, um, you know, if we stop somewhere and go in, I mean, I think that there's people that were like, Oh, look at this couple coming in here. Like, <laughs> right. Do you remember one <laughs> time we got... Look at this cholo. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. Do you remember one time we were coming back and I pulled off and we ended up pulling like right into Camp Pendleton? Yes. I was giving us directions <laughs> to find some random yes. McDonald's yes. and we completely pulled into Camp Pendleton. I'm like, oh, and I was this like, doesn't oh, seem right. What's going to happen? It was, yeah, it, got, it actually got kind of scary. Actually, yeah. um, I also have stories similar to driving with Sonique. Okay. We used to drive as well and we had some... Really scary moments. At the time, her ID still didn't match her, oh, her presentation. Yeah. And, and it was, you know, a couple of very scary moments where she had to, like, turn to me and say, okay, kind of giving me a breakdown on if this goes sour, this is how we have to handle it. And kind oh, of, wow. it, yeah, people don't realize right. that it, it is dangerous to be queer in yeah. our society, even in this day, even in California. Yeah. Yeah. Was she like... Hey Landon. <laughs> hey Landon, we get pulled over. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you hold on my Barbies? <laughs> yes, all my Barbies. Exactly. We need Sonique to be here, actually. Sonique has been running deep through it with all of us through mm-hmm. this. Yeah, for sure, oh, yeah. for sure. What is your experience when you go out of town and you have to sort of either fully paint, fully do up, or even just halfway and you're coming out of like Homewood Suites? In an elevator, <laughs> or in like, be... or in the airport, or in the pl- on the plane, you, facing on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Do you get crazy looks from people? Do you still get that? Is there a fear still? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just kind of built in where um, I'm pleasantly surprised more and more now. Um, most of the gigs that I go to, you know, they, they put me at a, uh, you know, de- decent, nice hotels and things, and you're in the elevator, and you never know who's gonna step on or step off. But right. most of the time, if I don't have um, too much negativity it's usually like the stares and the whispers but um nothing knock on wood where's the wood nothing negative to mm-hmm. extreme of physical violence or even threat of it has occurred to me but it's still very nerve-wracking you don't know what you're going to do or what where you're going to be and who's going to help you who's right. going to really have your back who's an ally in the situation you can look around right. and you don't know until it gets to that point where you have to find out you do. Mm-hmm. And I remember this uh, a storyline, and I'm sure it's happened many times, which I hate to say that, but I do remember an instance where you and your beautiful wife, Gabby, um, were you were not in drag, which, by the way, it's Halloween season, as we know. It's, all, it's Halloween all month long. Landon and Landon's beautiful wife, Gabby, also love Halloween. Yes. And we, we've got to find some pictures. They spare no time and no expense People. when it comes to fucking Halloween. They, yeah. a couple of years, one Halloween across the board with the um, the wrestlers. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> people were looking and were like, who is that? I was Hulk Hogan and she was Ultimate Warrior. Right. It was Insane. Epic. Like, I literally airbrushed both of her bodysuits. She yeah. had um, Adam McGee make her costume for yep. her. I had already had mine because I had made it for a, a performance. Um, but yeah, it was insane. And she's not a person who likes to perform. She doesn't like the spotlight. Right. She doesn't like any of that attention drawn to herself. But on Halloween, when she puts that costume on, she was in character all day mm-hmm. long. The whole way. All day. Like, we got in drag. So we got in drag in the morning. We were up. In, in our costumes so that we can go out to lunch and be in it all day long because mm-hmm. she was so excited. I painted her face. She was she was beyond Ultimate Warrior it all was, day long. But nobody she was, was like, they had to explain. like she was, it was so hilarious. So hilarious. It had to be explained to people because what I'm getting at is that, you know, so they love Halloween and they really get into this, but outside of being in drag, you know, Landon is stunning, a stunning, beautiful woman. Gabby, beyond, I mean, just the yeah. two of them together, absolutely beautiful women, and then have the baggage of going places yeah. where, quote unquote, straight or cis men are like, oh, all you need is... All the time. X, Y, and Z. And all it happens time. all the time. So you're getting it not only from the idea of being in drag, the, the judgment, but then you're getting this, I can fix you. I I know what you need. Mm-hmm. Hey, girls, yep. come over here. It's so gross. Like it's, it's not even gr- as gross as it is disheartening because it becomes dangerous. Exactly. It becomes frightening. In your own neighborhood, it's happened. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, and we're very fortunate that we... Um are able to make a priority of traveling international and making sure that we we both enjoy um, familiarizing ourselves with other cultures. And, and so we go to these other countries and we try not to stay in big cities because we want to go explore and really see what, what the people living there experience. And um, we've been fortunate, but there have been 
like many times where we're in situations that are scary and and we have to walk very fast or go file a lit area or mm-hmm. you know we have our, our straight couple friends who they don't they don't understand because they don't live that experience and and they don't get it that they they can hold hands and and sneak a kiss walking down a dark alley but there's no way we would ever do that because of the danger it right. happens and and we get those moments we could change you uh, do you need a third all you needed some good dick like right. these horrible horrible things and even we were just in ireland we just came back from a 15-day trip to ireland scotland and london um like three days ago and one of our beautiful Memor- like uh, most memorable trips was in our locations was Dingle in Ireland, which is a very very small small town, gorgeous. And we had to take a taxi from the airport to this place, and it took about an hour, a little, a little over an hour. And our driver was an older Irishman, and su- super sweet. He it wasn't um, scary at all, but you still don't know. Right. And we were maybe 45 minutes into a drive, nowhere, we were in the middle of nowhere, and he says, oh, are you gonna go find some good lads while you're here? And we were like, no, no, we're not interested in lads. And he said it like four or five times, trying to convince us that maybe it's a good idea if we find some good lads. And we kept saying, no, you know, we're not interested, but he kept pushing it. So finally my wife was like, we left our husbands at home. And so he dropped it, he's like, oh, okay, and he dropped it, but we have to like, come up with these stories or, or lie, full, like full on just for lie, safety. just to get out of these situations where we can't just be ourselves and for safety. Yeah. And it, it happens a lot and it happens down the street and it, we can't just, even in Long Beach where we live in the neighborhood, literally. literally in the neighborhood, We have four blocks within a, I mean four gay bars within a, like a three block radius of mm-hmm. us and we still have to be careful. It's yeah. just living, living our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You better be careful when you trick-or-treat this year. Oh, I will try my best. You better. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. We have my extra special guest, my very good friend, Landon Sider here, who is the king of, I'm going to say all media. We were in the back and you were like, hey, let's do it like a quick little video just for fun. And then for a second, I was like, well, what would this be for? And then I realized like you have such a finger on the pulse of like what's just going to get you to the next gig or the next thing. And that is really social media. Um, you're so good at saying if you show yourself before drag and not drag, it, people are interested. They want to yeah. come along for the ride. There's something about transformation, like videos and stuff that, or TikToks and reels that really entice people in because they have no idea what you're gonna bring next. So they kind of mm-hmm. are waiting, like you're baiting them with right. what you're gonna do. And I'm not, I don't have a, a huge following on, on my reels or TikToks yet, but I'm very fortunate where I've gotten some some gigs sure. on my social media platform. And so I kind of know now I have to, that's my third job now. So that's part of part part of the process of trying to stay relevant. <laughs> really, it's what it is. It's a bonus for a boy like you. Oh, what? It's a bonus. What do, you mean? do you like a bonus? Ooh, I like a big bonus. Big bonus, bonus hole, boys. Shut up! Stop it. <laughs> what do you mean? We were behaving. We were, we were behaving. This yes. is the thing. Uh, I we're, feel like we're past tense. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I bring my friends on the show, and then like I forget that we're. Um, that we're making a show, yeah, right. We can't be inappropriate. We can't be inappropriate <laughs> because I mean, obviously, uh, you know, 
we make off-color jokes that, that we probably shouldn't even be making anyway. But we make them because we know that other people are saying these things about us right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we wouldn't want them to see the light of day because we don't want other people to feel gross because we know what it feels like to feel like shit, you yes. know? Yes, but I also really, really love that you bait people to say what you really want to say, but you wouldn't ever got caught saying it. Right. So you bait everyone else to say them for you. And then when we do, you go, Landon, that's well, inappropriate. I, you know but you literally were making me say it. You know what? I, yeah. like, I like to bro bait. Mm-hmm. That's you right, sure buddy. Do. I like to bro bait. You like to bro bait, buddy? Oh, yeah, buddy. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen. Do you like Halloween candy? I do. Too you much. Do. Too much. Too much. Well, what I want to do is play a game, kind of like a draft, like a college football draft or whatever, where like you pick something, I pick something, and if you pick it, I can't pick it. Oh, yeah. There's like, um, I feel like on TikTok or something. So we're going to do like okay. what our favorite candy is. What's your first okay. draft pick candy? You're going For trick or treating. Trick or treating, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with fun size Snickers. I think I really like, I think the fun size Snickers is. The ratio of chocolate to nougat mine. and peanut butter. Car- I think that particular, I'm like, I like a Snickers, but the fun size Snickers, that's yeah. the ratio is popular. All right. I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely, not only is it a favorite, I think it's like popularity wise, that's yeah. probably what everyone would go to. I'm going to go first draft pick is going to be a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, the cups. Yeah. The cup. That's a good one. There's the plenty ath- right like here. Like that. Yeah, I was eyeballing those, And I need actually. that size. Although my favorite thing to get, the, the, you don't get them at Trick or Treat, but you have to go buy them, is like the pumpkin that's a Reese's. The shapes. Or the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. trees. There's so much peanut butter. There's something about There's the so shapes. There's so much more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> beyond, beyond the shapes. There's so much yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your number one is Snickers, so then I'm I'm over to um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Right. You're, you're next. Um, I don't know if they're my favorite, but I feel like I should buy stock in them. Uh, candy corn? Because people oh don't... Oh, my God. People, that wouldn't even make the list. No, but, but, but for, for financially, you always buy candy corn. It's everywhere. People make fun of it. And the people don't... Yeah, see? It's like eating wax. It's like eating candles. I did see, though, a candy corn company that does, like, specialty candy corns where they're, oh. like, purple and green with a different flavor. Okay. Or, so we could actually do our own candy corn company and bring candy corn back to, like, to a place where it's never been, which right. is, like, successful and delicious. Right. Even if you don't eat it, people buy it to decorate their table. That's true. So it's like, I just want to, you know, invest yeah. in it just so I can it's make money off idea. of the sales of hmm. wax candy. Well, you know, I'm going to state the obvious here. Uh, I'm an old lady. Uh, I like a certain kind of candy that not everyone likes. Uh-huh. And it's sitting on the table, and they are Tootsie Fruit Chews. Oh, the Fruit Chews. Those specific. What I do fla- like the Tootsie What flavor, bowl. though? Um, if I had to pick my number one flavor, I know this is going to sound weird. I do like the vanilla a lot. What? I do like the, I know it's waxy. Well, I mean, you're talking shit about candy corn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm an admitted Karen, so Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to like something very vanilla. I see that. (laughs) Very true. I have another side to me. (laughs) I'm not just vanilla. I like it all. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. I know. (laughs) Okay. So, wait. Okay. So, that's my third Um, one, right? I'll probably go with, ooh, I'm thinking of two. I'm going to go with Butterfinger. 
That is yeah. not a I wouldn't ima imagine that, but I like that. Yeah, and I'm like from the age of like Bart Simpson. Yeah. And, like, back in the day, the commercials and everything. but And the way they get stuck in your teeth, I hate it. But mm -hmm. I also love it because you're saving a little bit for later. Like a Chico stick. Yeah, very much like a Chico <laughs> yes, stick. Yeah. Yes, Yeah. I don't really get, I, I don't think when I've trick-or-treated, I remember getting Chico sticks, but that's one of my favorite candies. Mm. Okay, so you're going to say that. I'm going to go, this is a weird one, and I always pick them out of the bag uh, as the first ones to go. The mini Mr. Good bars. Really? Yeah, I love it. Just peanuts and chocolate. I always all. feel like this, the peanuts are stale. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. But, I mean, I like maybe it. you like it. Well, out of that bag, what would okay. you pick? Ooh, see, I, I'm there's not. Cra I'm... There's Crackle. There would be a regular Hershey, a special dark, and um, and the Mr. Good bar. The, oh, um, and the Crackle. Did I say Crackle? You did mention Crackle. I, I yeah, probably the regular Hershey. See, nobody wants that. That's the one that ends up in like the office. Like, right, a, but like I, I don't really want to admit that. That's a problem. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you your top is so far Snickers. Candy corn. Candy corn. Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Almond Joy is next. Almond Joy is next. That's yeah. a really solid one. Yeah. That is solid. Why is there mounds? Like I know. <laughs> Why the bother? Right. I, you know yeah. what I'm going to do with mounds? I'm going to open an Almond Joy and open a mounds and put them together and eat it Ooh, all. Like, that's good. I want to eat it. I want to eat our girth. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's I how I want to eat it. Okay. So Almond Joy, you're taking that. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Laffy Taffy. <gasps> Laffy Taffy. I am. Okay. I'm going to take Laffy Taffy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I literally just picture my feelings falling out. They I just, will. I literally just, that's all I'm feeling right now in my mouth is my feelings. Well, right half now. of my teeth are gone, so I, I don't have, I don't have to worry about it. I mean, you, it. can I, yeah. uh, you, I literally don't have yeah. lower teeth. Have so you ever I can't had no health these... insurance? <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Isn't that fun? Our great, our great insurance. Be self-employed. Don't have any insurance. It's fun. <laughs> and if you do have insurance, it doesn't include dental, so you it gotta doesn't. go to Mexico no. like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where everybody learns. We have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. I think you have one more pick, don't you? I think I might have two because I think I said four. Okay, so you have two more. Um, don't – you know what? Take – go ahead because I'm thinking of two that people say all the time and I'm like, ugh. Go ahead. I'm going to go with blow pops. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm going to go with blow pop. I sounded like one of those monkeys right now. Ooh! <laughs> ooh! <laughs> um, I didn't think about that. Blow pop is very good. Mm -hmm. But just as you said blow pop, I thought of something and then it went away because, you know, I can't retain anything. Right. What was the candy? And I'm the one who's high. No, they don't give those out anymore. Oh, oh, oh my God. This should have been like third. Speaking of ripping fillings out, dots. <laughs> dots. Wow. Dots. You are aging yourself. I like to get them and I want them like, like I want a bunch like this. Yeah. I want to eat it like that. Oh, man. That's how I like dots. Okay. How many come in the little box? Like probably four or five maybe. Yeah, I think literally it's four or five. And you'll get like three green and a yellow. And you're like, what the fuck? This box sucks. Yeah, I'm yeah. such a sow though because I know people that are like, mm, let's just sit down here. And they'll like go get the box of dots, like the little one. And they'll sit down and they're like, mm, aren't these good? Oh, and no. they're like, oh, I'm so full for no, my the whole, snack. The whole box. The whole box yeah. in one bite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what mm -hmm. are you doing? Are you like bring the bag over here? Right. Yeah. The whole bag. I want to pick through there. Yeah. And there's things in there that I don't. I don't want Smarties. No, I don't want Smarties. I don't want Smarties. That would never be on my list. No. I don't want. Um, what are those things called? Like Christmas candy, like a like a peppermint star. Oh no! Get out of here with that. Yeah, that's like grandma candy. Yeah, or mm -hmm. the. I do like the butterscotch, but I don't want it for Halloween. But I'll eat it if I had to pick from a dish. Sure. We were talking about how pumpkin spice for me and for some of the people I know. Uh huh. 
at Starbucks, it's just not the same anymore. And they right. there was an admission that they've used more real pumpkin. Right. I think. Yeah. They're actually like are using yeah. real ingredients now. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just have to get like a dirty chai or something because I want it, the spiciness. Mm-hmm. I should just get. I can get that well, any time of the year. You carry around your own like um, creamer. Oh, girl. Because well, they don't need to be refrigerated. They don't. But people have said that to me. They're like, oh, did you, you know, you can get skinny syrups. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I can make a burrito at home too. But <laughs> I mean, I want to go to Taco Bell or Del Taco. Yeah, like, yeah. I get it. But I, I was thinking those little squirters that I put makeup remover in, I could put creamer in that. I really want you to. I think I need to. And then so you can come back next time. And or what like, if I just I went through the drive throughs and I was like, hi, like, and they're like, oh, seventeen twenty five for your small coffee. And then I like pay for it. And then I just hand them like a skinny syrup. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, next time I come through, like, will you remember me? Like, that's my <laughs> I syrup. Bought, they can put that on the shelf for me. Can yeah, you put the lamb just on for it? me. Yeah, I'll be here every Tuesday around this time. Seventeen twenty five for one drink. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you were a lily monster today. I, you know what, I I like doing it. I have a good time, uh-huh. but at the same time, it's hard to control because I'm not. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If I had known, I would have been. I would have dressed up as grandpa for you. Your grandpa is honestly. It's, one it's of another my one. That's the thing about what you do is there's such an attention to the detail that you really do morph into these people. Like it's not I blowing study. smoke up yeah, your I ass. Study them and you morph body, yeah, everything. And that's what separates what you do from. What a lot of other people do, drag king or drag queen or 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 anybody that identifies however. It's just your attention as an entertainer mm-hmm. and as a host. I mean, these are things that really matter to you. You yeah, think I, about your audience. I grew audiences. up watching you. I grew up watching like as a drag performer, not grew up. But, you know, when I was studying drag before I even knew I was studying, I was just a fan of drag. I was watching you and, and Chad Michaels and Dolly Levi. You talked about her all the time on this podcast. And, like, these incredible... Uh, impersonators and character impersonators and I you embody the characters even if you don't even watch the Disney movie you still figured out how to right. embody that <laughs> that's so funny that you mentioned that we talked I haven't talked about that before but I've talked to you about it and yeah, you know you don't even watch the fucking movies I don't, I don't watch Disney movies and I live maybe 20 minutes from Disneyland yeah, and you have like 20 characters that you do you have I have so to Wikipedia characters. the characters look them up find out who they're mad at who they're not mad at what's where they grew story? up what's their what's their problem and then people are like oh my gosh you must love Disney and I'm like I don't I you, I said that I don't love it I just no. don't I'm not an animation person. Right. And that's really weird because, like, Davey loves animation, video mm-hmm. games. Everyone I know loves that stuff. And they draw a lot of influence from that. Right. Because that's the thing. Like, you said, you know, you watched other people do drag. But now that we all work together, we're all better for for being around you because then everybody else is like, maybe I'll throw in a prosthetic. Maybe I could push the limits of this. Maybe I should try to break down this blue eyeshadow and turn it into the Adele eye in this amount of time. Maybe let's see if we can do it. Yeah, push the I, limits. Well, that's really sweet to say. I felt like I have, I did push myself way hard to try to get. It was when I first started to do drag. I, I knew that I was also representing kings in general when I started getting these bigger shows and becoming a dream boy and all this stuff. And I didn't want to only do the same two, two similar numbers and not just similar in style, but in looks completely. I wanted to show that kings can do full prosthetic. And go uh, and go do a horror mo- mo- um, number, or a full prosthetic and do a high camp comedy number, or a dramatic uh, park and bark number. Like I, I, I do a little bit of everything because I wanted to be a dream girl. I wanted right. to be a dream boy, and I knew that to be a dream boy or a dream girl cast member, you had to be top level tier in every possible 
type of drag. Right. You had to be diverse and have a very large repertoire of a variety of kinds of things because of all the theme shows that you do. Right. And I knew I needed to do it. And so I kept pushing myself to do all these different things so that I can show in one show, if I was booked to do three numbers, I would do three complete face changes. Like wipe off my entire face, repaint, apply prosthetics, get into a full costume, wigs and everything with only four other people in the cast. Sure. And I was stressed the fuck out every single time. And I would somehow figure it out. And now... I have to keep doing it. Right, you have to. <laughs> I did it to myself. I did it to myself. And my skin is aging and it doesn't like to take, I, because mm -hmm. when you wear prosthetics, you're supposed to take them off slowly and, and nicely and, and at the edges and slowly eat at the, no, when you're in a show, <laughs> I was literally ripping it off my face the way that they tell you not to do it. Right. And I would have like open sores on my face from ripping it off and I was fucking up my skin. So now that, I still have to do these major changes, right. and I just do it to myself. And then, too, I mean, a lot of people don't realize it also is the expense that goes into it. Oh. Because, you you know, yeah, you can't really bargain shop for certain things. They are the price that they are. Yes. What is this? It wants to come out and play. <laughs> I felt it falling for a minute. It looks okay. good, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I just debuted um, David from Lost Boys. Uh -huh. And so I have... A bald cap and a forehead prosthetic. And I I have a chin prosthetic for him too, but I haven't used it for stage yet. And the forehead prosthetic is $35. The bald cap is about $15. And I can't take them off slowly. So I destroy it every time I take it yep. off. So I am literally have on my face just two pieces, $50 worth of prosthetics with the wig and everything. And I have to glue it on. I have to clean the wig lace every mm -hmm. time. But it is it is very, very not cost effective to do right. prosthetics. But again, I did it to myself. So right. it's expensive. Uh, and I have a piece I remember I was asking you about and you told me all about how to do it. Your Twilight uh, Zone piece? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm so, because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. I'm like, God. But then when I realize what it looks like versus what I'm using for a show and I'm like, oh, Babe, you gotta wear the piece because yeah. it'll take it next level. Yeah. The piece that you're wearing now, it's not, it's not, that's not the tea. Right. It's just not, there's nothing wrong with it for someone else. But if you're coming out here saying, bitch, look at me, yeah, then just do it. Yeah. Like, and I also take into it. consideration the lighting of the venue, the lighting on the stage. Like, is is my prosthetic gonna read well even in this lighting? Right. I'm not gonna waste it if it's not. You know, there are certain right. venues and certain lighting situations that the, the prosthetic won't even matter. Right. So why why we use that expense? But yeah. I still have one more. One more. Right. What? I have one more from my. Oh my god! Pick. One more piece of candy. Okay. Yeah. What is it? Nerds. Nerds is good. Yeah. I was thinking airheads, but nerds. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't go sour. I went. I just. You went like for, sour. I didn't go sour. I do. I went um just like fruity. But but nerd they don't they, they kind of sour? sour they have like a bit of like a, a zing to them. I honestly I can't think. Oh I know what I have for my last one. Whoppers. 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 Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, whoppers that are good. That was my movie candy forever. Whoppers are good. Yeah, those are good. Like malts. I love malt, like chocolate malts. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. We don't want to get too deep. Let's take a break.
Well, we are back. We are back with my extra special guest, Landon Sider. And we're talking about candy. We're talking about um, being bros. Mm-hmm. Bros before hoes. Dream boys, dream girls. Maybe the whole thing should just be called a cast of dreams. Oh, that's sweet. That's simple. Yeah. Succinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives developed. a false expectation of positivity when right. we're just like shit-talking assholes. Right. Yeah, I like it. I like it, too. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, well, listen, this is the part of the podcast where we read viewer letters. Okay. Right? Yes. So they'll send stuff in. Sometimes they're questions. Sometimes they are um, just commentary. Sometimes they send a picture in. The first letter is right here. Take this out. I'm uh, part of this set here is concealing. Uh, my wooden but desk. But it sounds like you have a drawer. Well, like it's an actual desk. It is an actual so desk. So that is already leaps and bounds above some sets. And also, too, I keep forgetting my letter opener, but I, is I that remember. Is the big D one? This one's the big D one. Yeah. 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 Dear Delta and Landon, your talk show is a gift to the world. I was so excited to not only see you on YouTube on your own talk show through the geniuses at Mom, but you talk about perfumes. I'm a gal that mainly wears essential oils and makes her own custom fragrances. I'll often make mixes with lemongrass and ilang ilang or lavender and eucalyptus. I've tried perfumes like Clinique Happy for Women, Calvin Klein Euphoria for Women, and Yves Saint Laurent uh, men's colognes. More often than not, I enjoy colognes more than perfumes. But there was one perfume that complimented my soul. Unfortunately, the ill-guided marketers at Armani discontinued Armani Mania. I've only been able to find it on eBay for the cost of my kidney, but (laughs) I like keeping my kidneys as a pair. How do I go about finding a scent that is completely unavailable and comparable to mania? What options do I have available? Odorously yours, Magdalena. Odorously. I like that. I do too. Well, you know what, Magdalena? I don't, uh, I'm not familiar with that that specific fragrance. Um, I only know a couple of Armani fragrances. um, So I don't know what the profile is of that or how to compare it to another fragrance. But I will tell you, if you do a Google search for dupes, that is the first way to find out something that you can buy ready to go. But if you want something that is almost the exact formulation to any fragrance, there is a website you can find. I wish I could give you that information now. I could probably have it added somewhere because I found it. I've never used it, but I've, I've seen their price points. They will they have a library of almost every fragrance ever made, and they will recreate it for wow. you. You don't have to send them the scent profile. They just know and they offer, and it's like a mom and pop kind of place. Uh-huh. They offer you that if you don't like it, you can send it back for a full refund. Wow. If it doesn't smell the way you thought it would. Um, I would look into them. I've been wanting to look into them because there's a fragrance I used to wear all the time called Chemistry by Clinique. And it was a male profile as they marketed. Um, it was very lavender. And it's my favorite thing. The closest thing I can find is called La- Pure Lavender by Porsche. And I found that at Ross. Now I can't find it because everybody got into it, I think. Mm -hmm. But you can still find it like on eBay and stuff. But I know what you're talking about because um, the Calvin Klein chemistry when I – or not Calvin Klein chemistry. I'm sorry. Clinique chemistry. When I looked it up on eBay, I thought, oh, I'll just get a bottle there. It's probably like 100 bucks. Whatever. It's a lot. No, people are selling like half-used bottles or this much in there for like six, seven hundred dollars. What? Because people have the nostalgia of I now have the I bottle. Guess, I'm not yeah. going to do it. No, no, no. That's ridiculous. But what about? Do you have a fragrance <clears throat> that you like to wear in or out of being done up? Um, I have always played with more like androgynous colognes. Mm-hmm. Um, in my lesbian years, um, I've gone through all of the 
popular lens like cool water for mm-hmm. a minute when that was really popular um right now um both my wife and i enjoy a few joe malone scents oh those are so good they're we, so well I really done i like clean scents mm-hmm. i like clean i don't like um like too floral mm-hmm. i really just like clean like i like when you get that, oh, you smell like you're, you're fresh. You just got out of the shower. It's oh, quite a compliment. Right. I, I really like the smell of clean. Um, my nostalgic smell of childhood is Irish Spring because all of my yep. all of my Mexican cousins, they all, they all, and it like lasted long. I don't know if they like, I think they washed their hair and everything with it yeah. because it was just, that's the whole family smell like Irish Spring to me. So whenever I smell yeah. it, it's very nostalgic. Um yeah, Joe Malone is is pretty much the sense that we go with that I find myself wearing most recently. In drag, I don't spend any money on on. I literally wear well, a particular accent that no one knows is axe. Okay, which is why I wear it because people compliment me on it all the time, and I'm, if and the few that I say it's axe, they're like, "What? Maybe it's my body chemistry, the way it mixes with that scent." I think so. It doesn't smell like it, but. I, I go by it and I sp- and I learn from you. I spray my hands. Oh, I love that. I, d- I don't spray my body. I just spray my hands and I sp- and I spray my dick. Yeah. Because people are so weird and they always put their heads near my dick. Right. <laughs> and I'm right. like, why are you doing that? It's. They lo- it's- I I've I've rested my head on your dick before. <laughs> yes, you, know? you have. But you're more motherly in that way. It's like a mom's dick. You know mm, what I mean? And I love that. Rest on my dick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do another letter. Yes, please. Let me see. Oh wait. <laughs> Ooh, spooky! Wow, very Delta. That is. It's for the person who loves sound effects. <laughs> very Delta is for the person that loves smoke up smoke. their ass. But you can't smoke a cigarette. No, not inside. Mm-mm. Do you remember going to a smoking section? Yes, I remember asking not for the smoking section. Do you remember when you worked at Marie Callender's and did you have to ask people for smoking? No, luckily that was I when I worked there where she used to literally come in when I was working because uh-huh. you loved our salad bar because we know it. that Delta loves a salad bar. That's my favorite thing yeah. on the planet. <laughs> okay, this is what's happening. This is the next letter. And there's a gift card inside of it. Ooh, how from exciting. Barnes & Noble. Wow. Does Barnes & Noble even exist? <laughs> I think this might be part of the fun. Okay. Okay. Hi, Delta. Do you want to see me go off? I'm an avid Dunkin' Donuts fan. It all started in the fall of 2021 when they had their apple cranberry refresher. I had never had Dunkin' before other than a random donut here and there, but this drink changed it all for me. I was obsessed. I would go through the drive-thru multiple times a week to the point that I was instantly recognized as they would make the drink for me without even having to ask. Sadly, it was only served in December, so I stopped going as frequently. By the way... Arby's used to do, like three years ago, they would do a creme brulee shake for December through January. And they just did it like two years, I think. Oh. And I always think creme brulee stuff, creme brulee stuff. What did I say? Creme brulee? <laughs> I always think creme brulee. I like creme it. brulee is going to just taste like vanilla. This was different. It was next level. So you would have loved this, by the way. Avery, you went back again in the summer because it was easy and fast, but it's all new management. Either something's always out of stock or my order's messed up or they say they have one thing when it's uh, time to give it to me and in my order, they tell me they're out. I always get a refresher, specifically the peach passion fruit, but it literally tastes different every time I go. Should I find a new place to get my daily pick-me-up or just try a new Dunkin' to see if it's better? I'm from South Jersey, so my choices are limited. Help me, Delta. I need the wisdom of someone who's experienced with disappointing drive throughs but still overcomes. Love you, Delta, from Avery. Here's what you have to do, Avery. 
because I, I believe that this is an individual location problem. Mm-hmm. This is this is what happens is um, this is not the fault of an employee. I know ne- I always think when I go to a drive through and there's a problem, I know it's not the employee. I know it's the directive that they are getting or not or are not getting from their manager. Their manager is expecting them to do two and three things at a time. And they're worried about the drive time, how long it's going to take for somebody to get through before that alarm starts going mm-hmm. off. Um, this problem always lies with the management and then the way the management has been treated by corporate as well. Uh, because, you know, th- the issue is just get customers in and out, get them in and out, get them in and out. Um, try another Dunkin' because you know you like the product, you're just not liking the service. So try another one, see if that's the issue. I personally, I have enjoyed the products that I get from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I like them very much. I've of, of late been questioning their um, the ethics of their company with regards to yep. allowing people to unionize yep. and, and allowing people who've worked there a very long time to just leave out of nowhere and not go running after them. That's mm-hmm. questionable to me. Um, especially when people are, are like, I'm going to make this my career. Yeah. And you're not allowed to do that. So I don't know if that's what's happening at this at these Dunkins you're going to. But start, I think, with maybe trying another location. I agree. That's a good suggestion. I also um, suggest looking up the recipe of the drinks that you like and learning how many pumps of what flavor oh. and what is this. And um, learning how to order your drinks specific so that mm-hmm. they're not only going, ah, oh, three pumps because I think it's supposed to be three pumps or I forgot or whatever. Sure. And so it's going to taste different because you're adding three pumps of the peach and only one of the passion or whatever the combination supposed to be. Right. So learn what you like. Like try a different couple different ways because that's how I learned with Starbucks. But then I, I now apply to other coffee shops because I do try to, you know, do and of course try to support mom and pop more than anything absolutely um but then you start to learn and ask like what, what flavors of syrups do you have okay well can i get two pumps or that or i know what i like like if i get three espresso shots or four espresso shots i want four pumps or whatever flavor like i know my balance is a certain mm-hmm. thing so learn your recipe i remember when i uh, first started working in palm springs there was this older lady that always sat at the bar and she had like some really good looking gaze around her mm-hmm. and she always had her drink like she was always holding it this way. Of course. And she would just, just twirl it around like this. Yeah, that's eleganza. And, and I remember talking to her. I said, what is it that you drink? And she said, I drink a beautiful. And I was like, what's a beautiful? She said, it's half Grand Marnier, half Cuvassier. Oh. And I thought, fuck, that's rich as fuck. Yeah. And then I remember <laughs> I thought I was going to be fancy and I went somewhere and I was like, oh, I'll have, have a beautiful. And they were like, what is that? Yeah. I think it's what she called it. But maybe to another bartender, it's like, you don't have to get so fancy. Just tell right. me what you want me to put in it. I'll exactly. put it in there. Yeah. I'm not going to be impressed or unimpressed by you. Right. It's kind of like ordering a Cuba Libre when right. it's just rum and coke with a lime wedge. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to be fancy. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I'm on vacation, <laughs> yeah. I need to say it that way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I noticed, too, is that you talked about Irish Spring, and then you talked about um, one of your favorite beers is Irish, and then you were just in Ireland. Do you have a, do you have a love for Ireland specifically, or is that just... A, just something I noticed. It, um, something you noticed. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think it's it just happens to be a coincidence. Um, I- Ireland has been on top of our bucket list for many years, yeah. so we know we wanted to make sure we we go to it. Um, but I think it's that's just you guys always make the time, the two of you though. You always you always in all the work that you both do. You know, Gabby has uh, her own business. Mm-hmm. You have your literal own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you're also 
a popular personality. Gabby's a popular personality. Mm-hmm. But you always make the time. Um, and I'm as long as I've known you, I've always known it's a focus that you've done where you've said, yes, I have to make my bill, make sure my bills are paid. Yes, but I have to make sure that this is nurtured, that our life together of is nurtured. Of course, we have a day day every week as often as we can. Sometimes we do have to skip it here and there. We have opposite schedules. She has to, she she goes to sleep at like by eight thirty nine. I'm like barely starting my paint at eight thirty nine at right. the venue. Um, yeah, we 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 met before Landon existed. Right. So. She didn't sign up for this life of mine. I was a bartender server. I was literally about to fight cancer like right before I learned I, I met her. So yep. this is not nowhere near the life that she thought she was gonna have with me. So the fact that I'm going on tour for eleven days starting the end of this week, you know, all these things that she, I'm gone and I'm not sleeping with her every night, like in the same bed because right. I'm she's asleep and I'm home by two or three and it's a lot of, uh, she's making a lot of compromises for me. People will often, like on social media or in, in uh, meet and greets and stuff, like, your wife is so lucky. And I know they mean that as a compliment because they're trying to compliment me that she's lucky to have me. But I never nurture that compliment. I always stop it and like, no, I'm lucky to have her because what she has to put up with to deal with me I am the most fortunate one. Well, and you know, honestly, you're both extremely complex people. Really, you oh, are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, a hundred years ago, first meeting Gabby and telling people, "Oh, isn't Gabby like the sweetest person?" And I would always say that to you, and you're like, "You'll, you'll, She's you'll, a you'll, fiery Latina. You'll learn Woo! to understand Gabby. I love her for it. And I but did, yes, le- and I very did. Fiery. And this is the thing. She is a very sweet person." But she is also very fiery. Nobody walks on her. Nope. Nobody walks on She's you. She's a badass bitch. And but that's the thing is like the reason people don't know that is because they're not going to find that out unless they try you. Right. Yeah. And they and so they shouldn't have to know that. Right. But I think that's true about all a lot of our friends. It's mm-hmm. like we don't want to be tried, and we're not trying to be like, oh, I'm so bad, I'll beat your ass. Like no one's saying that. No, not at all. But I will. Right. <laughs> I will, Completely. and you will too. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. But yeah. It, but yeah, you are both really complex people. But that's why you match so well. That is, we complement each other. Yeah, and she calls me out on my my bullshit. I, as my number one fan, she like is the first person to be. Like, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that again. That was kind of weird uh-huh, or uh-huh. awkward. Like, I have in my corner, I think a, a big part of my success is that I've had in my corner people that tell me the truth. Yeah. They don't just blow smoke up my ass. And that's people ask me all the time, what are some advice to a new king or queen or, or drag entertainer in general entering anything? Like, surround yourself with people who are going to tell you the truth and you're not good. Right. Because people who only get smoked, blow up their ass all the time are in this delusional world of them never failing and always being amazing. And you can see it on stage and they don't go anywhere because they plateau so, so soon. So true. And you need to have people telling you the truth, the yeah. honest truth that's going to hurt my feelings. I might make me cry. I might be embarrassed, but I need to hear it because I need yeah. to grow from that. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I spent, I spent a long time not doing everything I could to not be embarrassed or not be real about something. And it's, it's like, you know what? You're going to learn so much more. Oh yeah. And it's not saying somebody has to walk up to you and go, you're fucking gross. You should never do this again. We're not saying that. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying, you know, honesty and brutal honesty are not the same thing by any means. You don't have to hurt somebody, Mm -hmm. but you do, you're going to hurt them. If you don't tell them and somebody else does. Exactly. Or the or internet trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Especially having platforms that we have now where we're yeah. being judged by like endless amounts of people. We're going to get all the negativity. I have 
the negativity of people saying that I'm only successful because I'm niche, because I'm token. And, and that's something that puts a bug up my ass to not, I have that extra level of stress now where I have that on my shoulders, where right. I have to be flawless every single time. Or else if I'm not one time, I'm going to give more material for the trolls to say, oh, well, you're only, see, I told you Len is not, not talented right. because look, he's just niche or whatever. He's just a token, you know, and, and all that. So I feel like I have that extra. So when I do, don't do well, or if I'm caught up in my insecurities, especially now with, um, with all my, like example, my, my COVID weight gain, I'm not a, my, my, my drag has never seen me at this size. It's always been, I've always been, uh, you know, smaller and been able to maintain my weight. But I'm have gone through some shit, and I've gained a lot of weight, and I don't have a lot of costumes, so I'm recycling the same thing. And it took me a while, a long time, to get comfortable back on stage because this is my new body, and people haven't really seen it yet. And I, I see some comments on, online. Yes. People are so mean, and like I have to just work it. I'm in, I'm in therapy now, and you know, I'm, I'm working through my own, my own demons and my own insecurities, but. It's one of those things where you have to just kind of, you know what, this is me and this is what you're going to get now. And I'm still just as talented. It's just going to, I look a little different, you know, but, you know. I love hearing that. You know, when we started doing this show, the very, mm -hmm. the very Delta show, I had in my mind, like, um, when I would always go live on Instagram. Uh -huh. So I had full control over the fact that my phone was a here. A certain angle. I would have it uh -huh. like this. And I would be posed like this, uh -huh. and everyone would only see me the way exactly I was projecting it. Exactly. And so in this case, that's not a real camera angle. Right. Like this is a real. This is what I really look at. Mm -hmm. So whenever I like look at the clips, you know, and it's no secret that with very that or very delta, I don't often listen to them or watch them in their entirety because I am so self-critical yeah, that I mean, yeah. and I and I can I won't look at comments and stuff because. I know better than that. Right. Sometimes you'll see it, whatever. Right. But I realize, like, no, you cannot hide your double or triple chin for so long. Right. They just know it's there. Yeah. When I go to a drag show, there's no filter. No. There's, you know? Yeah. And, and I still don't often allow tagged Instagram stories to go through. Oh, oh I, I don't, don't either. I don't, I don't, that. I don't, I don't often reach up. Thank you, everyone, for tagging me and to posting pictures of me and the ones that you're so excited to share with me. But I don't need you like this filming me. I don't... I Can appreciate I you? the love and support you're trying to show me, but I'm probably not going to share it because right. I see my my lojas hanging out and I see my eight chins right now. Right. I'm cool. Can I just tell you, like, <laughs> no tea, how many gigs I honestly, and this is this is mental, Yeah. how many gigs I will turn down at really good booking fees uh -huh. because I know that the show is going to take place on a go-go box. And I know that the audience is going to be looking at me like this the I whole know. time. I'll say no. Yeah. And this sounds really fucked up, but this is the God off God honest truth. Mm -hmm. These will be gigs for a few thousand dollars. These will be gigs that they're like, oh no, we'll fly you out here, like first class. And yeah. I'm like, I'll take a look at the venue and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I would rather I would rather just comb more wigs and sell wigs for yeah. a few hundred dollars than because I just don't want to be seen that way. Mm -hmm. I don't want people looking up like going, well, we went to go see her, but all we saw was fat ankles and necks. Like, right. oh, well, why do I want to be presented that way anyway? Yeah, yeah. I'm nuts. It, I know. I, I've, turned down, I, I've turned down a couple of gigs when I was first coming back after COVID because I felt so insecure about yes. my body and what people were going to think and say. And even Fuck like that. even TV appearance gigs where I was going to get paid very well. And I was like, I can't do that right now. And, and I got to a point where obviously I've, I haven't lost the weight yet and, you know, all these other situations going on in my life but at the same time 
I get opportunities like for Call Me Mother. I'm now a permanent judge for season two. We haven't even talked about that. I know, that's what I'm trying to segue back into promoting my gigs. (laughs) Tell me, tell us. We haven't even talked about it. We're like going over time now. I mean, I know, but not everybody knows. (laughs) I know, I know. But like something different about, it took me a minute. I had to get out of my head because I was still in that place of like, people are going to see me like, 50 pounds heavier than what they saw me on Dragula because I right. was competing at probably the the most healthy and, and body size and, and the way I felt at the time. I was the, the the most confident I could be in that moment. And I've, you know, that was even smaller than I was kind of in general on stage. But at this point, people are going to now see me a lot heavier than I was. And I was in my head a, a lot about that. Sure. And one thing that really took me out of giving in to saying no, which I was actually close to saying no, um, was that I'm a judge. And I'm not going to be critiqued and judged by by people on the show. Yeah, people are going to say shit. Like, fans are still going to talk shit. But they may not like my look, the way I wear it, blah, blah, blah. But still, like, I'm focusing on the fact that I'm a, as a drag king, as a lesbian, as a woman, being all these other layers that I have as a minority in the world and society and our own community my opinion is valued so much that I am now judging others and giving them critique and mentoring right. and advice. And and that to me was was beyond the criticism that I might get for some, some weight gain. Wow. Like wow. Not not only are you who you are, you are you're owning Every bit of it. Yeah. And not apologizing for anything. No. There's yeah. nothing to apologize for no. or to excuse. But you, and, and it's funny because I've, I've spoken to my therapist about it. I'm like, it's so funny because I know exactly how I'm supposed to act. Like, yeah, I, I am who I am and this and that. Take it or leave it. And you, I could, I could easy for talk the talk, but walking the walk and actually believing it is a different thing. And we, we've had so this conversation easy. backstage so many times because we we've both have supported and watch each other go in different directions of weight gain and weight loss and this and that. And we're always supportive of wherever we're at of each other. We both acknowledge we're both beautiful no matter how we look and we're both talented and we're going to captivate an audience on stage no matter what we look like because we're just, we have a great stage presence and we can, we can do that. You're an incredibly talented entertainer and, and I'm going to go ahead and give myself the same compliment, but you know, like you, you could do that and, and it doesn't, it shouldn't be caught up in your insecurities, but we cannot because we're still human. Right. Yeah. And we want it to be presented best. Yeah. 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 This is so fun. I'm so glad you came here. Me too. And did this. I hope you do it again. I hope so too. Yeah. I, I think so. Like I mean, this yeah. is just the beginning of, of the show. And I, I feel like being able to have these conversations with people who mm-hmm. um, can better articulate the things that I want to say, I feel like my friends are able to do that. Because sometimes I'll say it and I'll say it over and over and it's like I'm just... I need somebody else to put it in sentences, if that makes sense. I feel the same way. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, If you, listen, we will go on tangents. You know how I will do this. I know, this show's going to be edited. Highly, highly edited. Well, I don't think it will be. (laughs) I I think all of it needs to be in there. Um, You know, we started talking about letters, and then we went into other places. But if you do want to send a letter, you can send me a letter to readmedelta at gmail.com. Um, and then the letters will get here and they will filter their way through. I will tell you that if you send a Barnes and Noble gift card, I mean, it might make it to the top. I'm just saying, I know I didn't know this was here. Thank you for this lovely, uh, lovely gift card. I would really like it if you send out a state corral gift card. State corral gift card. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Before we go, the show airs when, and how is this working? October 26th. 
October 26th. Out TV, which is a Canadian-based um, television network, but it's also now available in the States. So you can you can get the app, um, mm-hmm. Out TV, and if in the UK, um, Fruit TV. Fruit TV. Fruit TV out there, Out TV out here. I had to look October at my October 26th is our premiere date. So Landon is a judge on I'm Call a, Me Mother. I'm a gunkle. I'm a mentor and permanent judge for season two, so I'm... I'm on the judging panel for sickening. every episode. Sickening. Yeah. That is so sickening. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Where can people find you on social media? What are your outlets? Landon Cider on everything. That's L-A-N-D-O-N. Cider like apple cider on um, TikTok, Instagram. I am still on Facebook because I am in my 40s. I am on Twitter, even though I very, very rarely use it. I'm not, I don't really tweet that much. I forget about it, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also on Cameo for all of your yes. gift video needs. Um, and Venmo and PayPal if you want to send me a tip. Thank you all for listening to Very Delta. And a special hello to everyone watching the talk show on YouTube. Um, our podcast comes out every Monday right here on the Very That podcast feed and uh, on the Mom podcast YouTube channel. Also, you know what's Very Delta? Subscribing to Mom Podcast so you don't miss an episode. Send all of your questions about sunships, sunstrokes, Sundays, scrunch boots, any of those questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram. That's the only place you're going to be able to find me. I am on TikTok, but I don't really interact on there. And join me next week right here. And until then, make sure you keep things very scary, Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Joe Cilio.